Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Before we get started with tonight's message, I just want to say most of you know our pastor, Pastor Larry, senior pastor that uh, passed away on Wednesday, had a wonderful service on uh, Monday, yesterday, or Monday. Yeah, this is Wednesday, so I guess it was Monday. How we quickly we forget. But I just want to say, what a man. Great pastor, great man, great friend, and uh, mentor, and, uh, and, and impacted so many people. And uh, I was just thankful for him being in my life. And so I know you are too. So anyway, to get started tonight, I'm going to continue on with the message we started last week called the established heart but tonight I want to talk about focusing on the word now I didn't know it I didn't realize his favorite scripture one of his favorite scriptures was Psalm 112 and I'm going to read that again tonight because that was our uh, uh, theme scripture last week and it says praise the Lord blessed is the man who fears the Lord and amplified it says fortunate prosperous and favored by God Boy, is that something we need today, amen? Is the man or the person who fears the Lord with awesome inspired reverence and worships him with obedience. How many of you know it's important to worship God, fear God, not fear in the sense that he's out to get you, fearing for his awesome, uh, uh, who he is, for who he is. Oh, I'm telling you, fear is not like fearing he's gonna, uh, do something to you. He's done something for you in Jesus Christ. That's what we have to remember. Who delights greatly in his commandments and delights in God, in other words, in God's word. Now, Pastor Larry taught us that many years ago when he came back from Ramah. We're called Word of Faith Church. We are a Word of Faith Church. And that means we put emphasis on the word because it's the word that puts you over in life. Amen? Amen. In fact, <laughs> the word was with God and you know John 1 says in the beginning uh, the word was with God and and then it goes on to say and then he became flesh that was Jesus and uh, dwelled among us so the word is so important to know but then he gave us the logos the, the written word it goes on to say in verse 6 surely he will never be shaken well what what when he will be shaken the man that fears God the man that uh, reverences in his word, a man that trusts God, and the righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. Boy, we sure have those today, don't we? Evil tidings. Amplify says, will not fear bad news. How many of you fear bad news sometimes? You know, fear is uh, false. They always say that little false evidence that appears real. Sometimes we can fear things that won't ever come to pass. We just worry about him and anxious about him. But it says, it goes on to say, his heart is steadfast, what? Trust, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. See, we're not to be moved or be fearful in this day and this hour. And it's so easy to do that. If your heart uh, is overcharged, <laughs> and over in Luke, it says, don't be overcharged with serving him in uh, superfluity. And I don't know the whole thing there. In other words, the cares, worries, anxieties of the world 
come up on you, amen, that can take you down. And we don't want that at all. We want to be, uh, we want to rest in the Lord. We want to have the, the, the presence of God in our life. And in order to do that, we have to be doing something. Everything that we would ever need has been already been paid for in Christ Jesus. Do you know that? We have already got it. We've been doing a, a small group uh, a series on Andrew Walmax. You've already got it. God has already paid for everything you would ever need. Now, Paul says, walk out your salvation with fear and trembling. In other words, begin to step it out. Being born again is the first thing we need to do. Jesus said it himself. If the master said it, we must do it. He told Nicodemus, what did he say? You must be born again. In other words, you can't even see the kingdom of God. That's why sometimes I've said before, and said, probably said it on here, when people are out there sinning, going their own way, don't know Jesus, don't know anything about God, we said, well, why did they do that? Well, they can't see the kingdom. They don't know anything about God. And that's our responsibility is to tell them about it. But when they get born again, now it opens up a whole new world for us. Isn't that true? So we, but in order to do that, we must reverence God. And if we say we reverence God, we must reverence his word. It's his word that puts us over. And then have an established heart. You must know the word. You know, the old saying was, uh, uh, what you don't know can't hurt you. No, what you don't know can kill you. <laughs> That's if you, you're driving down the road in the middle of the night and the bridge is out ahead of you somewhere and there's no warning signs, nothing there, and you don't know it, you could run right off and get killed, right? Well, that's what you don't know can hurt you or kill you. So, but that's the same thing with the word of God. We have things in the word of God that can put us over in every situation. I don't care what you're going through today or tonight or whatever, whatever you're going through, the word of God can put you over. It can heal you, it can deliver you, it can, it can cause you to build relationships, good relationships, it can do whatever you got in your life. He can take care of it with his word. Now, we know in, in uh, Joshua 1.8, we read this scripture. In fact, we just used that this, this morning in our small group. Uh, Moses has died and, and Joshua was taking over and, Mo, and God tells Moses, how many, or Joshua, this book of the law, this God, my word shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it when? Day and night. Day and night. How many of you know we're meditating something whether we like it or not? How many of you woke up in the middle of the night with worries, fears, and stuff going on, and you, and you get all, but we meditate the word of God. It puts us over. That we may observe to do according to the, all that is written therein. For then, say then, if you're out there, <laughs> Then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. You want good success in your life? Meditate the Word of God. Get in there. Find out what the promises are, what He says in His Word. If God be for you, who can be against you? That's a promise. Amen? So we must get in the Word of God, know what the Word of God says, and, 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 and not back down from it. Amen? But we know that many times our hearts so filled with so much many things in our life. Listen, you know, just, just this weekend, uh, I know when Pastor Larry passed away and, and the family, they, they are doing well, by the way, if you haven't, they didn't know that, they're doing well. And I, and Pam, and I was talking with Pam and uh, on Sunday afternoon at the visitation, and she says, what do you think? I said, well, I, I think, know that he's rejoicing in heaven 
And she says, I do too. And, and she says, I have this peace. And I said, it's that peace that passes understanding. <laughs> you know, people look at you and go, how are you getting through this? With God's peace and God's grace. Amen. That's how we get through things. But we have to know that he's promised us that or we can't do that. Now, we're to meditate, think carefully and, and deeply on those things. Focus one's mind on what? The word of God, the promises of God, the truth of God. See, there are a lot of facts in the world, but it isn't always true. Isn't that right? The word of God, this is true right here. Paul said, let the word of God dwell in you richly in your heart. Amen. So we have to do those things. Uh, if we don't, we can be, uh, we can be uh, caught off guard. Psalm 1, I read this last week. I'm just giving you some uh, refilling you in with a little more information. How many times do you have to say that, Mike? Well, like Brother Hagin used to say, until you get it, <laughs> when you get that, we'll move on. I say that to myself all the time because the word's always alive. It's always showing you something. Uh, Psalm 1, blessed is the man or the woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law or word of the Lord. And in the word, his word, I'm going to say word, is, he meditates day and night. Then it says, here's the results of that. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. You want to prosper? Know this word. Think on these things. Paul said in Philippians 4, 8, think on these things. And he gives a lit, list of good things to think on that keeps our mind, uh, you know, scripture says, he will keep the imperfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee, for you tr he trusts in thee. In other words, you trust God, amen? So it's important that we do that. It's important that we do that. Now, over in uh, Proverbs chapter 4, we read uh, some of this last week, but I want to read some more, but I'm going to a different scripture right now. I'm going to verse 10. How I many of you know um, when you read the Proverbs, it's good to read the Proverbs. Solomon, the, uh, the, uh, the most intelligent man in the world, uh, the wisest man in the world, wrote so many of um, these, and he writes them for us today, not just back when he, when he wrote them uh, hundreds of years or thousands of years ago. It says, hear my son and receive my sayings. Receive what? What I'm saying to you. Receive what I'm saying. How many of you know you can hear something and never receive it? That's what happens many times. That's why a lot of people go through a life and don't understand what God's saying to them because they're not receiving it. Just take it by faith. You receive things by faith. Believe that what he said is true. Amen? It goes on to say, and the years of your life will be what? Many. You want to you have many years of your life, add years to your life, do what God says. Here, receive them and do what he says. Observe what he says. I have taught you in the ways of wisdom. I have led you in the right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. And when you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of what? Instruction. Do not let her go. What's this? This is a book of instruction. This is a book how to live our life. A godly life, amen. How to prosper, how to how to 
how to go about fulfilling the call and, and uh, that God has on each of our lives. How many of you know you're called to do something, I'm called to do something, and we have gifts and talents and abilities, but if we never receive instruction, we can't walk in those things. Instruction is mightily important. And listen, we shouldn't get offended when something steps on our toes a little bit. We ought to say, God, you're trying to show me something and I want to do things well. How many of you want to run your course in a, in a way that when you get to heaven, he'll say, well done. We all don't want to do that. I'm sure Pastor Larry's hearing that today. And when he entered in the other day, as soon as he took that last breath, he was in the presence of Almighty God. Listen, these are truths that we can't, we can't push back to the side. We got to live our life in such a way that's pleasing unto God. You say, well, I messed up. I've done this. Paul says, forgetting those things that lie behind. In other words, forget the things that you've done in the past. And he also says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God has made a way where he forgives us, gets us on course to where we can go and be successful in life, but we continually have to have instruction. We never get too old for that. Well, I've heard that before. Well, I, I, you know, I'm, not, I'm not sure that's true. I've heard this. No, you need to stay in the word of God and hear what it has to say because he's given you good instruction how to live your life and how to be prosperous in all that you do. It says, take firm hold of instruction. Don't just say, well, you know, I'm going to church. Don't be just a, a, an attender of church. Be part of the church. Be, take your part in the church. Amen? Amen. We have people that just come on Sunday morning or, 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 or once in a while or whatever. Some people just come, you know, two times a year at Christmas and Easter, you know. Well, you, we need to be more than that. You can't, listen, you can't do something that God wants you to do if you don't know how to do it and what, what he is. First of all, you got to know what it is he wants you to do. And you can know this by his word. And then it goes on to say, keep her, what? Instruction. For she is your life. How many of you know that? Now, let's go over to the, the Proverbs 420 because we talked about that last week too. Here's what it says. My son or my daughter, my, you know, what he's saying is give attention to what? My words. Wow. Here's the wisest person that ever lived giving us instruction to listen to what God is saying, giving us these instructions to listen to what? Give attention. And he's not only saying attention, he's saying, get, get, get right down on us. Focus in on the word. My words, he says. Do not let them depart from your eyes. How many of you know it's important? <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, the entrance of our lives is through, or our life is through our eyes and through our ears. What we hear and what we, it goes on to say, keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those what? Who find them. What? Find what? His words. His, his direction, his instruction. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. You want to be healthy? Find out what God's word says about it. You know, God isn't holding back anything. You know, he's already provided by the stripes on his back uh, all the healing that we'd ever need. All the healing. But we have to begin to walk it out. We have to begin. Well, I know somebody, they had this, this, and this, and they died. Well, if that just because we never get it doesn't change the fact that God is for it. He's for our healing. He's for our deliverance. He's for our help at all times. And it goes on to say, keep them, keep your heart. That's what we're talking about, the established heart, with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. 
Put away a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all you do, uh, your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. But I like what it says. Uh, put away from you a deceitful mouth. How many of you know you can say, <laughs> how many of you have heard talk people have said, well, they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. They say one thing about what God says and then turn around and, and, and nullify it by what they say out of the other side of their mouth. How about we just say what God says and be, be with that. Amen? Amen. Now, you know this in that, uh, in this 420 here, here's a couple other uh, says in, in verse 424. Keep your heart with diligence for out of it uh, springs the issues of life. And then in the NIV, it says above all else. Above all else, guard your heart. Guard it. Put a guard over your heart, over your mouth, and say, Lord, I'm just going to say what you say. I'm going to listen to what you have to say. I'm going to take instructions from you. I'm not going to get mad, upset, worried, anxious about, well, I don't know if I believe that. No, if it, you said it, I'm going to believe it. Now, I may not understand it right away, but I'm going to look for that day I understand it, but I'm going to walk in it until I do understand it regardless. Anyway. In the NLT, it says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. It goes on to say in the message, keep vigilant watch over your heart. That where life, that's where life starts. How many of you know that's important? Important? How many of you know you can use the Word of God? You, you know the Word of God. Oh, the Word of God can be a weapon for you. How many of you know you can counsel out, counsel out the things of the devil? You know, over in Luke chapter 4, uh, you know that you know that uh, passage of scripture where Jesus went up, was taken up into the the, the desert area, and was tempted of the devil for uh, for a time after he was baptized by John in the river, Amen. And then the Holy Spirit came. It says here. It says uh, what did it say? The devil said to him, "If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread." Now what what did Jesus do? He didn't get uh, mad and try to. Uh, uh, fight him physically. Where did he? Where did that temptation come from? It came into his mind and his thoughts. And what did Jesus do? He took the word of God. When you, when the devil tempts you, you can say, "Get behind me, Satan!" It is written, because that's what Jesus just says right here. It is written, "Man shall not live by what, by bread alone, but what is, does he live by? But by every word of of God." Amen. How are we to live? How are we to be prosperous? How do we get through life? Is by the word of God. He did that repeatedly here. He when he said, uh, wanting to worship him, the devil says, "I gave you all these things if you bow down and worship me." He says, "Get behind me, Satan." How many of you need to talk to yourself? Talk to the devil, <laughs> you know, and tell him, "For it is written, Satan." You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only will you serve. Well, there's a, there's a real uh, enlightening thing, too. If you work, you'll end up serving who you worship. If you worship the devil, if you worship the world, if you worship the things in the world, that's who you'll end up serving, you know? And if you worship God, you can end up serving him, and you will end up serving him. But he went on to say that. So that's what Jesus said when he was tempted. The last one was, you know this, he said... Uh, then he brought him to Jerusalem, set him in the pinnacle of the temple, and said, if you, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. 
In other words, he, he was tempting Jesus, and it says, you shall, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all, and in your hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone. But Jesus answered, it has been said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Amen. What did he do? He used the word of God as a, as a weapon. <laughs> Amen. Do you know that can be a weapon for you? You can cancel out what the devil's trying to do when you speak something back to him. It's just like, you know, uh, we, can, we should be talking all the time about what God has said and what is ours. We have authority, whether you know it or not. And you can take that authority. I mean, you know, when uh, uh, Jesus spoke to fevers, he spoke to the, the blind eyes, he spoke to th all sorts of things, not only to the devil, but he commanded things to be gone. How many of you know we need to take the word of God and command some things out of your own life? Well, I've heard that before. I don't know if, I'm, I, I, don't know if I have the faith. You begin to speak out of your mouth what you need. If you got sickness in your body, you tell sickness to get out of your body. If you, Jesus rebuked fevers. Did you know that? I think I might've used this before. I, I'm going to use it again because he went to Peter's mother-in-law and she had a, Luke said she had a great fever and, and Jesus rebuked the fever. Now I've heard Keith Moore preach on that and I, I, I didn't realize it until he started. He said, I didn't know that for years. Can a fever hear? He said, evidently they can because it left her. The Bible says it left her. Well, he said, if, if fevers can hear, your body parts can hear, <laughs> your mind can hear, you know, well, I'm, you know, I'm getting to be a little bit older and, and, you know, I can't remember things anymore. Speak to your mind. I have the mind of Christ. I will never lose my mind. Somebody needs to hear that tonight. Never lose my mind. God has given me the mind, uh, uh, his, uh, the, I have the mind of Christ. Amen. I can't see Christ ever losing his mind. So we have to speak the things. You can speak the things. I know that was in part of the message tonight, but that's why I wanted you to hear it anyway. So it goes on to say, go back into uh, Psalm 12. What was that man? When you have the word of God, when you obey the word of God, your heart will be fixed. Amen? Fixed. 2 Corinthians 2.14, it says, now thanks be to God which causes us to triumph in Christ. You want to be triumphant in Christ? You have to know what Christ has done. You have to know what he said in his word. You have to become a, uh, a, uh, a participant in what, in, in what he said, not just a hearer only. That's what James said. Don't, don't be just a hearer only. Be a doer of the word. Doer is A doer is really, a, I've heard it said one time, if you look up that word doer, it means poet or a poetic performer. In other words, you ever heard a poetic performer? I'm, you know, uh, I, I, I mentioned one time, I, probably here, uh, Hal Holbrook used to do uh, Samuel Clemens or Mark Twain, and he'd dress up like him and he'd say with the things that, with a voice very similar to what Twain's was, and he'd say what Mark Twain had said, you would have thought it was Mark Twain. Well, God says, we're to be poetic performers. We're to be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving our own selves. Begin to say what the Bible says. If you got pain in your body, tell pain to go. It has no right to be in your body. You know why? Because Jesus took our pains and bore our sicknesses. And by his stripes, we've been healed. So you speak to that part of your body. Get out in Jesus' name. Don't be coming back in here in Jesus' name. If you got sickness or something, take authority over it. Well, I tried that and it didn't work. Hey, don't stop. <laughs> the old saying is when you're going through hell, don't stop. Well, don't. Keep going. 
Amen? Amen. Praise God. I'm, the, the word will produce life for us. The, produce, uh, the word will produce life for us. It'll tell us how to do things. Over in 1 Peter, uh, 1 Peter 1.23, it says, well, let me find it here real quick. It says, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through what? The word of God, which lives and abides forever. How important is the word? If you want to have an established heart, you better know what this word says. If you're meditating it, you're getting in it, saying it for yourself. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But listen, how do you hear? You begin to say it to yourself and for yourself. I've often said many times you should read the word of God aloud if you're in a place where you can do that. Just read it aloud. Say, Lord, I'm just going to speak this out over myself. And wherever you see a promise, begin, excuse me, begin to speak that out for yourself too. If you want the promises of God, you got to grab hold of them and begin to speak them out for yourself. Amen? Amen. Now, over and quickly before we close, over in 2 Timothy uh, 2.15, it says this, and I'll find it real quick because we're running short on time. But 2 Timothy 2.15 there's a scripture in Paul's telling Timothy. Now, Timothy's a young pastor, but it, it, this applies to us too. It says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a workman, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing what? The word of truth. Listen, if we don't know what the word says, how are we going to give away the truth if we don't know what it says? And he, Paul's telling Timothy, hey, you got to know the word. You can't have your own ideas. Study. That's what the King James says. Study to show yourself approved. A workman, not ashamed. Amen? We're not to be ashamed. Well, how many times you got to a place where you need something in your life or you need to witness to somebody and you don't have a clue what it says? If you get in this word, you know what happens? You begin to read it. You put it in your heart over and over and over. And when you need it, the Holy Spirit brings it to your remembrance. That's good news. Amen? <laughs> There's so many scriptures that I could read. It says, all scripture is given, this is verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. How many of you know the word of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for, for correction, for instruction, there is that word again, instruction, in righteousness. So if we don't know the word, we won't know these things. You know, why do, why do we go to school why do, all these years? Is to learn things, to have, uh, learn how to live, learn how to uh, deal with life. Isn't that true? So if we don't know what this word says, we're not going to be able to deal with it. So if you want to have an established heart, begin to focus on the word <laughs> repeatedly. Now, I'm going to continue on with this a little bit more next week. The, the, uh, the uh, base scripture or the base uh, title is that the established heart but we're gonna continue down this road a little bit. I don't know what it'll be, but it'll be good, like one man said. <laughs> what did he? What did that pastor preach? Oh, I don't know, but it was good. And so, <laughs> so I, I just rejoice that we get to speak the word of God. We get to know it, get to speak it. You wanna influence others and, and help others in their life? Begin to know the word, begin to counsel them with the word of God. That's the best counsel that we can give anybody. So let's pray before we get off here. Time's just about up. Father, we thank you for your engrafted word, which is able to save our souls. The engrafted word, the one that you paid a dear, dear price for. We thank you so much 
that the word, you, you sent your word and healed us and delivered us from our destructions. We thank you that the word endures forever and ever. I pray for everyone in the sound of my voice would get hungry for the things of God, the word of God, and begin to just work it out and begin to speak it out and begin to walk in the presence of God, begin to walk in the promises of God, begin to walk in and be prosperous and successful in everything they do. We give you praise for that. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. It's been good to be with you tonight, and I'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.